You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm so glad you were here. It's just me today, everybody. A little shorty, little knowledge bomb day. On Tuesdays, we're just we're a little less formal, a little less structured. We do just free-flowing conversation, sometimes just me sharing information about things that I'm interested in that hopefully help you. And today, we're talking about self-care for your cycle. So as a self-care coach in my mentorship program and the things that I do outside of this podcast, I really like to use some specific tools to help individuals implement meaningful self-care into their life. Um, Really to take that pressure off, right? There's like a million things that we can do to take care of ourselves, to be our best versions. And sometimes it can be a little paralyzing. So I'm here to provide decision fatigue about what to do next. First and foremost, I love using astrology to really gather that inspiration to come up with individualized plans. Um, And the other area I really like to look at are cycles and the cycles of the body, the cycles of the moon. Today, we're talking about the menstrual cycle and ways to self-care at specific phases within the menstrual cycle. And I'll just sort of preface that you don't have to be someone who has a regular cycle. You don't have to be someone who has a cycle at all in order to reap the wisdom, the benefits of this practice. And I'll talk some ways, I'll talk about some ways around that um, on the episode. Do you guys do this? Do you follow your cycle? Do you kind of know when your energies ebbs and flows? I've been hearing from more and more of you that you're you're following your cycle, you're adjusting your days, your routines accordingly. And yeah, it's, you know, what you do with this information is totally up to you. Some of us have a lot of freedoms in our schedule to, to rest and, and use energy in a way that, you know, makes the most sense for us. But other of us don't have that freedom of time. Maybe we have more traditional, you know, nine to five. Maybe we're still going into an office. And again, how you use this is totally up to you, but there is a nugget of information. There is some, there's a way to use it in whatever stage of life, in whatever schedule you are in. It's just totally up to you. Okay, before we hop into the details of self-care for your cycle, I just wanted to remind you that if you're looking for more self-care ideas, plans, inspirations, that's my jam. That's what I do. I put together recently something, a new offering called the Cosmic Self-Care RX Guides, which are two-page plans created completely individualized for you based on your birth chart. So these have been, these have been really popular and they're really fun for me to create. So I would love to create one for you. All I need is your birth information and then we can start running with self-care practices that just really suit you and who you are and your lifestyle. And I wanted to keep these super affordable because 
everybody needs self-care. They're just $35 and you can order one with a link in the show notes or by visiting ashleysondergaard.com. Those are the Cosmic Self-Care RX guides. Okay, my friends, thanks for being here today. If you like this episode, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Don't forget to tag at Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm so grateful for you. Let's learn a little bit about self-care at each stage of your cycle. We are talking about self-care during your cycle today. So I will break down the the four cycles of a woman's body, um, the the menstruation cycle, but I just want to make a note that if you are someone who's listening that does not cycle in this way for whatever reason, it's totally okay. You can still use this wisdom. Um, If you are someone who likes to track the moon, this is actually the same cycle, just in a different way. So that's a great way to use this information um, by using, you know, tracking the moon. You can also just follow your natural rhythms based on energy and where you're at in the month. So again, no there's no wrong way to do this. I'm breaking it down based on the traditional um, four stages of a menstrual cycle, but you can kind of use it in whatever way makes sense to you. Okay, so I've been doing this, tracking my cycle and kind of like adjusting my self-care accordingly for about a year and I've been so in love with this process. It's taught me a lot about my body. It's given me a lot of validation in moments when I feel just really tired or really energized that this is predictable, right? That this is something that we can actually count on, that um, our body is, is telling us how to adjust, how to take care. And it's really pretty magical. I love, I love the cycle. It's funny because I got my period, man, I was like, I was young. I think I was, I don't, I don't know how old this would be, but I was in like fifth grade, everybody. And I was so embarrassed. I felt so embarrassed. None of my friends had their periods yet. I think my mom came to school. Like she knew, I don't even know how she knew um, that I had gotten it, but she like came to school and was like, Oh my God, are you okay? Like, did you, maybe I think I told her, but like, just, like she was checking up on me for good reason. I mean, it was like sort of traumatizing, um, because I was so young. Do I know the reason why I was so young? I don't really know. Doctors were sort of like, is this normal? Maybe you were really young too, but it's taken a long time. It's taken like, you know, 30 years or so to figure this all out and and really embrace the cycle and it's it's hard to know you know what's coming next without tracking it in a pretty precise way i found that using um a basal body basal temperature no basal body temperature that's what it is (laughs) which is like Um, You take your temperature every morning, right when you wake up. So you don't move your body yet. You don't get out of your bed. You just pop the temperature under your tongue and you check your temperature and then you track it. I use Natural Cycles, which is a a tracking app to put in the, the temperature and then track like where my ovulation is, track where all those cycles are. I will put a code in the show notes if that's something that you wanna check out. I have 20% off if you are interested in natural cycles. But I really like it because I can predict with some precision 
where I am at in my cycle and you know where my energy level and mood and needs are accordingly. So let's break this down kind of based on these four cycles. The first, menstruation. So menstruation is that first part of the of the cycle. It's really about the rest phase. So we're starting with kind of the lowest energy and moving our way up to, um, really it's more of like a circle. So moving around the circle. So if menstruation is that very beginning of this stage, you're bleeding, your body is actually losing nutrients. There's a lot of great ways to nourish the body that are going to be really intuitive. You'll probably notice like, oh, my energy is a little bit lower. I want more nourishing foods. I want comfort foods. You're doing it right. That's totally it. So you really want to nourish your body with, again, nutrient-dense foods, things that make you feel calm. As far as, you know, movement goes during this time, I would actually back off. If you if your body says like, yeah, you know what? I just want to rest. Back off really intense workouts. Instead, try things like a really relaxed yoga practice, maybe restorative yoga, do a yoga nidra practice, um, maybe some yin. What does your body need in order to rest? Maybe it's some naps. Maybe it's extra, you know, sleeping in. One of the cool things about some of these more restorative yoga practices is that, yes, you're not going to necessarily be like burning calories per se, but in yoga, you're still reaping the benefits of these poses, even with them not being super vigorous. There's, you know, you don't have to like, you don't even have to sweat in order to gain the benefits of these yoga practices. So taking some of these, you know, physical workouts a little bit easier. And then as far as, you know, other things that feel really good during this time are taking a bath, maybe some gratitude journaling, relaxation, um, some breathing, try and get, get a massage, hydrate, read a book. There's so much that you can do that is really restful. The general theme of this time of the month and, and how you can maybe infuse this into your self-care practice is it's really reflection. It's that rest, it's that digest, it's that time where you look back and you assess, so you know, where where has my, um, you know, my intentions, my goal setting and my efforts, where's that landed in the last month? So I'm reading this really great book called Do Less. I've talked about it before. And this phase um, of menstruation actually lines up with a with a phase of the moon as well. And you can look at you know the moon again. If you're not someone who is cycling in this way, you can use the moon as a guide for this sort of self care routine. And this phase one, this menstruation phase, would be the new moon, right? It's that starting again, setting intentions, taking some time to really rest and sit back and, and observe. And so again, this is like kind of that new beginning, if you will. Okay, phase two is the follicular stage. And this stage is now where you're starting to like energize up. You might even notice towards the end of your menstruation cycle that you're getting a little bit more energized. I actually noticed that like halfway through 
um, I'm actually, it's probably one of the most energized parts of my whole cycle is towards the end of, uh, end of menstruation. So the follicular is really where you're starting to harness some creativity, right? You're setting intentions, you're visualizing, you're creating, you've got lots on your mind, you've got energy. This is a great time as far as like foods go to eat things that give you energy, you know, eating some I mean, I'm always a fan of carbs, but like eating carbs that give you that energy to do a little bit more intense workout. You know, you can do something like like a vinyasa yoga practice, really flowy, really creative, but still has a lot of energy to it. Dance is another great one. I like to jump on my trampoline at this time and just like get silly and enjoy the body and its energy and its creativity. So some other ideas for self-care around this follicular phase is to, you know, tap into that creativity, listen to your intuition. What is your intuition telling you about what you can do with this time? Maybe you create a vision board. Maybe you're like, I have so much energy and I want to like organize my house. I want to declutter. I want to paint. I love doing some like journaling work stream of consciousness writing during this time. So just writing out your thoughts as they come in. Um, and really create some space during this follicular phase in order to allow those intuition, intuitive hits to come through, right? So maybe a day where you don't have anything on the calendar is a really great way to just listen. Listen to what your body's telling you. Listen to what create, creativity is coming in. Do some visualizing. Um, yeah, this is that creative time. Then we get to phase three, ovulation. And ovulation, if you're tracking it with the moon, this is about the full moon stage, right? Ovulation is where you are your most powerful, your most magnetic, your energy is extremely high, you're attractive, and you make things happen. So I love, I love tracking the cycles for a lot of reasons. And one of them is that women, we as women are truly magical beings, right? And our bodies, they they ebb and flow each month with like real magic. And ovulation is like straight up magic. So if we're talking manifestation, right? This is a time of manifestation. This is a time where you're making things happen by just being, by just existing, right? You don't even have to do any work. Um, and so if, you know, this during this stage, depends on how long, you know, it is for you and your cycle, three or four days, your energy is really high. And so food, again, really nourishing foods that give you the energy. You might even notice that you, you don't necessarily eat as, le- as much food because you're just like going, going, going. Listen to your body. Exercise wise, go for those high intensity workouts, right? Hot, like a hit class or yoga sculpt or hopping on on the bike, going for a ride, going for a run, like use this energy to kind of chase after something in the in the physical realm. And overall, the theme of ovulation of during this time is that you are you're magnetizing, right? You're magnetic. You're bringing things to you. So if you're an entrepreneur, or or not, if you are someone who, you know, has a job where you are pitching something, or you're sharing information with the world, this is the time to do it. I've done this a number of times. I personally will like schedule other, if I'm on another podcast for somebody else, I will schedule it during ovulation because that's when I'm the most magnetic. That's when I can tell my story in a really excited and authentic and real way. 
Um, and people listen, right? It's that time when I am attractive in like literally attractive, attracting people to the body. So I love ovulation is my favorite. I'm not, I shouldn't, I don't know. Should I have a favorite sage? Maybe, but this is my favorite for a lot of reasons. I love to be social during this time, like meeting with friends, again, doing podcasts. Um, I think, you know, our body is inherently craving physical, um, intimacy. So sex is a great thing to do. If you have a partner or not get a new vibrator, like use it during this time, really listen to how magical your body is. And again, think about spreading your message. This is your time to do that. Okay. Last phase, the luteal phase. So the luteal phase can be a different length of time, um, depending on what your cycle looks like. For me, it's like two weeks and, um, it's typically associated with PMS. However, PMS is, it's a bit of a myth. I mean, theoretically, we, we shouldn't have to feel awful during this time, especially if you're listening to the body. Um, and so really what you'll notice is that it starts off on kind of that high energy, right? You're coming off of ovulation, you're moving back towards menstruation, moving towards that new moon, once again, making your way back around the cycle. And so it starts off with that energy and focus and I think like task oriented, um, sort of mentality, and then starts to wind down into rest. So this is a great time to just observe, to observe what your own energy feels like, um, and when it starts to wane. So at the beginning of the cycle, you might again be really like task oriented. You want to get things done, check them off your list, refine your skills, practice, and then towards the end, start moving into the more restful things that you do during menstruation. As far as food goes, with that sort of PMS flavor to this time, you might crave things like sweets, which is totally fine if that's what your body needs, um, but a great way to sort of harness, or rather, not harness, but um, to fend off those cravings for sweets is to make sure that you're getting really good fats. Um, I've talked about Bulletproof coffees. I'm obsessed with having like some butter or MCT oil in my coffee in the morning. That helps me regulate so that I don't crave sugar as much. Um, I still definitely go for the sugar, but at least it's not, I'm not like needing it as much. So a really good healthy fats during this time. Um, again, I would say nutrient dense, but like listen to your body, making sure that you get those vegetables in, especially if you're like going to treat yourself to a little bit more sweet food during this time. So as far as exercise goes, thinking about practices where you can be really alignment focused or precise, perhaps like something like an Ashtanga yoga practice, um, or say you're working on a specific yoga pose, like this is the time to go for it, to keep working on it. Again, you might notice at the beginning of your luteal phase that you still have that energy, you wanna go for the run, maybe towards the middle of your luteal phase, you're like, I wanna like learn to do a handstand right now. <laughs> and then towards the end, getting to like, no, I just wanna take a nice yoga nidra nap, whatever works. <laughs> so some great ways to utilize this luteal phase for self-care, I really love, um, tapping into nature, right? Because you are listening. You're listening to your body about that ebb and flow. You're going from high energy. You're going to more restful states. And listening can sometimes bring us more in tune with the world around us. So getting out in nature, going for a hike, enjoying time with people that really fill you up. Um, and that's true of all of the cycles, but I think this is a great time to assess, right? Before we get into the rest, like 
who fills me up? Who do I want to be around? Maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive during this time. Um, Unfollowing people on social media. Because like, we don't need that right now. Taking time to kind of cleanse your auric field or your energetic field, your psychic protection. You know, go for those salt baths. I've talked about this before. Salt baths, um, creating that bubble around your body. But just knowing that it's okay to really tune in, to go inward during this time before you get back into that rest and digest. So again, these four cycles are really... um, They're up to you as to how they work into your life. If you are someone who's really consistent with your cycle, you might notice this lines up perfectly. If if your cycle isn't super consistent, that's okay. Try journaling, trying observing on where it is that you feel those high energy moments, those lower energy moments. What does your body need? But hopefully this provides you with a framework, with with some ideas that you don't have to think so hard about like, what do I need right now? What do I want to feel really good? If this is helpful, let me know. I've got so many ideas on um, on the actual cycle and ways that we can self-care. Um, I love to line it up with the moon. There's lots of great resources on how you can pair these together, um, which maybe we'll do another episode on in the future. But again, our bodies are so magical, and this is such a tangible way to use self-care practices to nurture the magic that's within your body. If you want to learn more about this topic, there's a couple books that I recommend um, that have just been super helpful in learning this whole process. So the first I mentioned earlier is called Do Less by Kate Northrup. And it's really more of like an ode to the divine feminine. It's not necessarily just about the female body, but rather the feminine energy of doing less to still accomplish our goals, to following the natural rhythms. Um, And she looks at the menstrual cycle, she looks at the moon, and she gives a lot of other really tangible ways to do less <laughs> and accomplish those goals. And then the other is called Woman Code by Alyssa, Alyssa Viti. It's, it's kind of like the, the Bible as it relates to this particular topic. She has so much research, so much data in the way our bodies work and how we can nourish them. Um, and she gets down to some major specifics. So those are two great resources. Hopefully you learned something new today. I'm so appreciative for you listening this week on this little nugget about self-care for your cycle. If you liked this episode, if you learned something new, go ahead and share it with a friend and make sure to tag at Yoga Magic Podcast on Instagram. So I can give you a quick thank you and a shout out. And yeah, I will see you on Thursday. We're going to be talking about the myth of work-life balance. It's a good one.